Welcome to How to Live Cancer-Free with Bill Henderson, best-selling author of three books on healing cancer successfully. Now, here's Bill Henderson. Hello, folks. Thanks for tuning in to How to Live Cancer-Free today. Introducing today the cancer, the How to Live Cancer-Free show will be Brad Saul. Brad is the president of Matrix Media, which is uh, a company that owns, among other things, Web Talk Radio and, and lots of radio stations around the country. And Brad has been a pioneer in the radio business for a long, long time and knows a lot of things of interest to you. So I would suggest you listen to him carefully, and I'll be back shortly. Thanks, Bill. There are many questions in life that there do not appear to be easy answers for. How did the universe begin? Why am I here? One of the ones that burns for many of us is what causes illness. Everything about it is speculative, and there aren't any really common denominators to solve the public debate. Not long ago, I ran across an article that was written by Vicki Barker. She's from the Advanced Scientific Health Organization, and it really caught my attention because it brought to the forefront sort of the age-old debate about germs and, and their, their role in chronic illness. Here's the quote. Mainstream medicine believes that virtually all illness is caused by germs or genetic heredity weakness, as well as deformities and trauma injuries. Their solution and strategy is to have us believe that there are over 10,000 different diseases and that each and every one of those diseases requires outside intervention from drugs and or surgery. Truth of the matter is that most illness is due to cellular malfunction, malfunction caused by cellular toxicities and cellular malnutrition, both of which can be avoided and overcome naturally. It was Louis Pasteur, the so-called father of modern germ theory, so widely revered by mainstream medicine, who was largely responsible for germ theory being a primary precept of today's medical practice. Few people really know of the controversy which surrounded Pasteur in his early days, or his early works, of a more esteemed contemporary as well. Pasteur actually plagiarized and distorted them. A contemporary... Well, he was a fellow French Academy of Sciences member. His name, you won't find it in the history books, Antoine Michaud. He was one of France's most prominent and active researchers. He was a biologist, too. And the theories and research results he did stood in stark opposition to Pasteur's germ theory. Pasteur essentially dug up the germ theory of disease and put his name on it. It wasn't a new idea. The concept, which theorizes that many diseases are caused by germs, 
had actually been outlined by other people many years before. Nonetheless, Pasteur claimed to have discovered germs. Bichamp, on the other hand, proved through original research that most diseases are the result of diseased tissue, and that bacteria and viruses are largely the after-effects instead of the causes of the disease. It's the tissue that's the issue. My addition to the quote. Antoine Beauchamp was able to scientifically prove that germs are the chemical byproducts and constituents of pleomorphic microorganisms enacting upon the unbalanced malfunctioning cell metabolism and dead tissue that actually produce disease. Beauchamp found that the diseased acidic low-oxygen cellular environment is created by a toxic nutrient-deficient diet, toxic emotions, and a toxic lifestyle. His findings demonstrate how cancer develops through the morbid changes of germs to bacteria, and then from bacteria to viruses. Viruses, then, to fungal forms, and it's in the fungal forms that turn into cancer cells. Well, after some initial controversy, it was Pasteur's germ theory that ended up winning the day with mainstream medicine, even in large part due to the fact that the theory enabled drugs and treatments to be made to fight germs. After all, and Mosham's discoveries been incorporated into the current medical curriculum, it would likely have meant a virtual elimination of disease, at least we'd like to think so, and the end of the pharmaceutical industry. It's alleged that Pasteur on his deathbed, after decades of competition with Beauchamp, said something like this, Beauchamp is right, it's the environment. Actually, Beauchamp's theories have been well proven, proven in the 150 years since he espoused them. They're proven every single day by people who reportedly have managed to heal themselves by reforming and changing their bodies' physiology through changes to their lifestyles and dealing with the causes of the cancer not the outcome. It's kind of like ADD or ADHD. There's something underneath it that is causing the expression of those symptoms. It's treating the root cause that's going to make the difference. It's not treating, not treating the apparent symptoms. That's a look at cancer in the news this week. I'm Brad Saw. Now back to you, Bill. Hello, folks. It's Bill Henderson again with How to Live Cancer Free, where we try each week to bring you information on healing cancer if you have it or avoiding it if you don't. This is webtalkradio.net. And today, 
show, the one you're listening to now, is going to be my last uh, show for a while. Uh, a new show. It'll still be on here uh, for the next few weeks, but uh, these will be the best of shows. And I'll tell you why. Uh, you'll be able to hear some of the really good ones I've done in the past again, so uh, don't, by all means, uh, don't stop listening. But I have to take a little break here, and I, I'll tell you why. I have two great projects I'm working on that I need to concentrate my energy on. One of them is an update of my book. The book is called Cancer Free, of course, and a lot of you know about the book. But uh, it hasn't been updated for almost three years, and I need to update it because a lot of the information in there uh, needs updating. But also, I've learned a lot about cancer in those three years, and I need to make sure that, that I convey that to the people who read the book. But also, I've had a couple of proposals recently, one from a, a Japanese translator to translate the book into Japanese, but another from a Chinese uh, professor in Australia who wants to translate this into Chinese and has some, uh, some backing to do this uh, from people who are very interested in this book and want to see it. Uh, the message in it get to the people in China. Well, the millions and millions of people in China and Japan who can benefit from this book are a major, major part of my uh, outlook now uh, of how I can help people in the world. And it's not the money involved that motivates me. It's, it's the fact that there are so many hundreds of millions of people around the world who need help of this type and uh, I'm going to try and get it to them. So I'm concentrating my time and effort on that for the next couple of months at least. And uh, another project I'm working on is where I can get my uh, advice that I offer people in the coaching that I do on the telephone in some kind of a form where it's easier to uh, to access and get get the family to look at it in a video form, literally. Uh, and where you can look at it uh, again and again and remind yourself of it, uh, rather than just having to spend all this time on the phone with people where uh, they don't generally record it, and it's hard to go back and review what, what I've uh, told them. So I want to get that in a form where people can see it and bring it back up again and look at it later. And that's what I'm working on right now is uh, what's called a portal with uh, videos of the type of thing I do with the coaching on the phone and access to a lot of, uh, of printed material in the same area of the internet where uh, people can actually get the benefit from what I do on the telephone and I'll be much more available uh, to answer questions that they have and not have to spend so much time on the phone. So these projects have my attention for the next uh, two or three months and uh, in the meantime, the folks at Web Talk Radio have been very kind to help me with uh, doing the best of shows from my past shows in the past three and a half years I've been doing this. And so you'll get lots of information here still, but it just won't be me talking live uh, for a couple of months. So uh, by all means, continue to listen in, folks. And I want you to listen to the interview I've got today because it's a wonderful uh, book that I'm uh, interviewing the author of this book called Defeat Cancer. Her name is Connie Strassheim, and what she's done is traveled around the world to interview doctors who are healing cancer naturally. Some in clinics, most of them are in clinics, uh, 
uh, one or two are, are not in a clinic, they're practicing doctors, but basically this is a wonderful resource for learning about how cancer gets healed by these natural treatments around the world. Most of the people she interviews, 11 of the 15 in fact, are MDs, medical doctors who have literally broken out of the mold of the typical MD and become holistic physicians and are treating people with all kinds of, of uh, wonderful holistic treatments. So I, I think this book is something you'll, you'll want to read, but uh, listen to the interview with the author and I think you'll see what I mean. The actual link to buy the book, if you want to buy it, is on the notes to this show. So uh, take a look at that, and if you want to click on that, you'll you'll get to the the website that describes the book and has a lot of excerpts from it, including a whole chapter of the, one of the 15 chapters they, she has on the website, and uh, lots of excerpts and information about what she found out about how people heal cancer around the world. It's really a wonderful, wonderful book great resource. Well, a couple of comments here. Uh, at the end of this month, those of you who read my newsletter, uh, the July 2011 newsletter is going to have an article in it that you want to be sure and read. Uh, it's going to be hard for me to, to describe it completely on the radio show because there, you need to read some of the material and look at some of the tables. But what it is is a description of a study done in Australia in uh, around 2004 it was completed and the results were published in the Journal of Oncology in 2004 uh, but the interesting results of this study which was done by three researchers in Australia who are uh, very knowledgeable medical researchers and what they were trying to do was to establish uh, what is the benefit of uh, chemotherapy in the treatment of cancer and what they, they were trying to do was determine that the amount of improvement resulting uh, from the use of chemo in person survival who have cancer. So they looked at a lot of, uh, it was a meta-analysis as it's called, which means they looked at lots and lots of studies uh, that were going on or had been going on since 1990, literally for 14 years, and uh, they, they got a large number of, of people together and examined their history. And what they found was very, very interesting because they, they looked in the United States at around 155,000 cancer patients in the U.S. and a, a number, a smaller number in Australia. And uh, it was interesting that the results, which you can read about in the newsletter, and you'll, I'll have a link to uh, the actual article that has the tables in it where the different types of cancer are shown and so on. But what they found was that the average survival improvement of people uh, who took full-dose chemotherapy for all different kinds of cancer was 2.1% in the United States and 2.3% in in Australia. So the conclusion was that the destruction of the quality of life and all of this illness and loss of hair and nausea and actually death caused by cancer treatment with chemotherapy was a failure 98 percent of the time, which is quite interesting I think. Uh, you know you can look up your type of cancer on the table, but what you'll find that there's only a couple of them 
where the cancer is reasonably successful. One of them is testicular cancer, another is Hodgkin's, uh, Hodgkin's disease, not non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, but Hodgkin's disease. Those two have something like a 35 or 37 percent uh, improvement in the five-year survival rate, which is what they were looking at. But all the rest of the cancers are down to get the 2% average. The others are down way below 1%, most of them. 0% or 0.7%. What they're saying is the improvement in survival by going through the treatment with chemotherapy is practically zero. And that uh, they were comparing it, of course, with the people who didn't do, uh, who had similar cancers, who did not do the uh, high-dose chemotherapy. So I think this is a really important uh, study for people to look at because it's legitimate, was published in the Journal of Oncology in 2004, and is available to all doctors. Uh, you can get a copy of this printed out uh, when, when I publish it in the newsletter at the end of this month and take it to your cancer doctor if you want to discuss it with him or her. Uh, I doubt if they'll really want to discuss it with you, but check it out. Try it. At least it will give you some ammunition for, for denying chemotherapy, which I strongly recommend everyone do, and of course I would do it if I had cancer, but not everybody is, is going to listen to me because we've been trained to trust doctors and so we do what they say generally. But if you want to get some real hard evidence of uh, the ineffectiveness of cancer, this is about as good as I've seen. So take a look at that. As most of you know, I have several good sponsors for this show, and one of these is a brand new sponsor that just came aboard about three or four weeks ago, uh, a company called Natural Source International in New York City. and. The uh, website where I want you to take a look is natural-source.com because what they have there is uh, a product which I've been taking myself for about the last four months since March of this year. And believe me, the dramatic improvement in my prostate problems have been incredible. And I can't believe that I'm doing as well as I am with getting rid of the, of the symptoms of prostate swelling that I've had for many years, at least 25 years, in varying amounts of, from time to time, uh, it'll get worse and then it'll get better and so on. But since March, when I've been taking this product called Prostabel, P-R-O-S-T-A-B-E-L, I have had dramatic improvement that is permanent, it looks like. It looks like I'm gonna be uh, doing a lot better as far as the urination flow, and as far as getting up at night and all the other symptoms of prostate swelling that all most of us men know about. I mean, we don't talk to each other about it. Men don't talk about these kind of things to each other the way women do, unfortunately. But if we are honest and open, most men are having some kind of problem with an, 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 an enlarged prostate by age 50 or 55, and it just seems to get worse until you discover something that works. Well, I've tried about a dozen things, and this is the only one I've found that really works. So take a look at the website. It's natural-source.com. You can call a number in New York to order it if you like, or order it through the website. But either way, be sure and tell these people that you heard about it from me, because you'll get a 20% discount 
on the first order when you do that. And this is quite an expensive product. It is patented and the price is rather high. And that's my only real objection to it. Uh, hopefully the price will come down eventually, but the, the products, uh, the herbs that are included in here are quite rare and difficult to find and that's how they explain the high price. So take a look at that. There is also a version called Lady Bell, which is the same ingredients as the Prostabell, but it's obviously designed for, for women and the problems that they have with breast cancer and, and ovarian cancer and so on. This seems to work particularly well for cancers and or other things like the swelling prostate uh, that are related to hormone, hormone imbalances in the body. Take a look at this. It's called Prostabell and Ladybell. Excellent, wonderful products. I would just, uh, I would hope that all the men in this audience uh, and the women as well, but particularly the men with prostate problems, including prostate cancer, by the way, would give this product a try and I think you'll be amazed at the results. Well the people at Our Health Co-op have your best interests in mind when, when it comes to health products and supplements. Believe me they have the cheapest and best quality supplements that I've found anywhere and they're trying their best to bring you the best products they can at the least possible price and they're very successful at it. Uh, in addition to the ones I recommend for cancer patients in my book, which is of course their Heart Plus and Green Tea Extract, which are very good for stopping the spread of cancer, they have lots of other things there. They have something called Multi-Veggies, multi which is, it's a Greens tablet. It used to be called Greens Plus. Greens Plus, some of you may have known about it at, in that name. A very wonderful source of vegetables that you can take in a pill form without having to eat uh, raw vegetables or, or concentrate on having salads every 15 minutes all day. Uh, they have other things. Immune health is one. Uh, soothing greens is another one. Uh, they sell vitamin D3, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. Uh, and several, they have hundreds of products, but you, you, all you have to do is go to the website, which is makinghealthaffordable.com, and shop around, check it out. Compare their prices with what you're paying elsewhere and I think you'll see what I mean. The quality is excellent. They have these products reviewed by an independent lab to make sure they have in them what they say on the container and believe me no other source of, of supplements does that. If you prefer to call them by and, and call their order desk it, it's in Florida it's 1-800-667-0781. Again they ship all over the world so call them from outside the United States it's area 561 863-5300. Well, I want to talk a little bit about vitamin D3 here. Uh, it is something that is super important for everyone that has cancer, but it's also a preventative. And uh, many of you have heard my interview with Dr. William Grant, which is available on this website, by the way, if you want to look at the, at the uh, shows that are listed on here. Uh, Dr. Grant's interview is there and you can listen to him. He's the expert on vitamin D and has studied vitamin D in cancer for years and published dozens of uh, papers on it, scientific papers that are peer-reviewed. And believe me, Dr. Grant knows vitamin D in cancer and what he recommends everyone do that has a cancer diagnosis is begin taking 
20 to 25,000 IU international units of vitamin D3 every day, even before you get a test done, because he said you are deficient in it. 95% of the world's population are deficient in vitamin D. We don't get enough sunshine. And it, it's only available in a very few foods in any amount, like salmon and so on. And if you don't eat that stuff every day, you're deficient in vitamin D, believe me. And it is essential as a way to recover from cancer. I'll, I'll describe why. Vitamin D is actually not a vitamin. If you look at uh, the, the ingredients where vitamin D is, uh, it'll say colocalciferol. Well, that's the name of a hormone. Why somebody named it vitamin D, I have never figured that out exactly, but it is a hormone. And it is a vital one in our body because it creates a couple of other hormones when it is taken in uh, that are essential to the operation of every cell in your body. So this is the most important, one of the most important things you can put in your mouth. And for cancer patients, it is an essential because you cannot get over cancer, Dr. Grant has, con has confirmed this, without an adequate level of vitamin D in your body. So I'm not selling it. Uh, in fact, it's available from several different online sources. Uh, what I'd suggest you take a look at is that the large dose in a 5,000 or 10,000 IU gel cap. I take the little 5,000 IU ones, a couple of those every morning. Uh, but if you get the 10,000 one, you can take two of those while you're building up. It takes five or six weeks to build it up to a healthy level, which you can get tested very easily until when you get there. And when you get to the level that he calls appropriate for cancer patients, which is 70 or higher on the vitamin D test, then you can back off to 10,000 or so a day like I take, which will keep it at that level. The, uh, the 10,000 IU little gel caps, you only take two of those to build it up and then back off to one of those a day and you'll be fine as far as vitamin D. The only other option is to get out in the sun every day for 20 to 30 minutes with most of your body exposed between 10 in the morning and 2 in the afternoon if, there's, if the sun is out. If it's behind the clouds, you're not going to get the vitamin D3. So how many of us can do that every day? The only real way to take care of this one is to take supplements. And they're quite inexpensive. You can get them at, uh, there's a couple of on, online sites that I'm aware of. One is puritanspride.com, another is vitacost.com. There are several others. Shop around, get the best price. It's very inexpensive. It's uh, about $5 for a jar of 100 of these. A very, very inexpensive supplement. So everybody needs this. As far as getting the test done, just ask your doctor as soon as you can. You know, go ahead and take the increased amount before you even get the test because it can't hurt you. It's not toxic at all. Uh, and then ask your doctor to order for you from the lab a, a test called the 25-hydroxy vitamin D test. I'll spell it. H-Y-D-R-O-X-Y, 25-hydroxy vitamin D test. That will give you a number between 0 and 100. Most of us who have not been taking supplements are down in the low 20s on this test. That's very typical of cancer patients particularly. And believe me, to recover, to get your cells operating efficiently again, you have to have this product and get it up to a, a decent level. 
in order to recover. So this is important. I would certainly hope that every one of you can get some vitamin D3 as quickly as you can. Try to buy some locally and take it while you're waiting for the stuff that's going to be delivered online. Well, most of you are familiar with a company called Green Supreme Incorporated in Western Pennsylvania, and I'm glad you are because the product that they have called Barley Power, and it comes in a couple of different forms, by the way. You can get it with some cayenne in there, uh, or you can get it with, uh, with some chromium. Uh, both of those are helpful for different purposes, and when you call them, you might ask them, uh, for example, uh, the cayenne is helpful for getting the blood, blood flow in your body to the organs that need it the most. So actually taking the barley power with cayenne is probably helpful for most people. Uh, and the chromium serves different purposes. You can ask them when you call them about that. But by all means, you need this to keep your body alkaline and to give you all the enzymes that it has in it. It has about 3,000 enzymes in the barley that are, are retained in these, these pills because they cold process them and they, they keep all of the enzymes in it and the trace minerals. There are about 72 trace minerals in it. To get some of these, you can call 1-800-358-0777 and they're on Eastern Time, of course. If you're outside the United States, call area 724-946-9057. The website is greensupreme.net. Well, the first thing I take every morning, as most of you know, is something called Transfer Point Beta Glucan. And I suggest you get it uh, from a source which I know is a good one. Uh, it's Phyllis Pipkin's website, ancient5.com, A-N-C-I-E-N-T-5.com. Phyllis will not only provide you with the good product and, and lots of other products when you go to her website, but she's available by phone and she's a very competent person to, to ask about all kinds of things regarding uh, health in general and of course use of, of the product, the transfer point beta-glucan. Phyllis is a good friend and she's an excellent advisory person that you can talk to. Her number to call is 855 area code. This is a, a toll-free number. 877-8220 in Atlanta and uh, if you're outside the United States again she'll ship it anywhere in the world it's area 678-653-8532 and tell us Phyllis I sent you she's a, a wonderful lady well stay tuned now folks I have this interview coming up with Connie Stressheim which I think you'll find very very interesting and uh, I'll see you soon folks in the meantime be sure and listen in and here's some of the best of How to Live Cancer-Free shows that are coming up starting next week. Well, hello folks, I'm back and I have a very interesting guest for you today. I think those of you that have read my newsletter and, and uh, have listened to this show for the last couple of weeks know who I'm talking about. Her name is Connie Stressheim and I've mentioned her book a couple of ways in my newsletter and in the last week's radio show I told you I was going to interview her this week. And uh, believe me, this lady has a wonderful uh, a set of information for you that she's put in a book called Defeat Cancer. And believe me, if you want to know about how various cancer clinics with holistic physicians all over the world treat cancer, and you want to get a, a survey of that without having to travel outside the country and all over the world as she has done, all you need to do is get her book. 
Uh, Connie has written this book after writing uh, several other books, a couple on Lyme disease, which we'll talk about, which she's experienced, and, and got some very good response in a, in a best-selling book uh, about Lyme disease uh, a couple of years ago. And she got interested in cancer because her friends are experiencing it, and she was quite sure that a similar approach that she used in the Lyme book would be very useful to people. So she's been uh, around the world, literally to several different countries, about five countries, interviewing doctors who run clinics which are treating cancer holistically and healing people with natural treatments. And believe me, these are some of the more uh, prominent and famous uh, healers in the world that she's interviewed, and several of them I know personally. Uh, I recommended a couple of them to her before she started the process, and she interviewed them and, and has included them in the book. And I know these people, and I know that they're competent, and she's done a wonderful job of, of getting this in a form where you can read it. Uh, Connie is an, a full-time author now. She's been through a lot of of different things in her life, including being an American Airlines, I believe it was, uh, flight attendant, but she's written books, several of them, uh, different kinds of books other than, than health, but she's become a medical researcher in the last few years, and that's her specialty now. And we want to welcome Connie. She lives in, in Colorado, and we're awfully glad to have you, Connie. Thanks for being with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Delight. I appreciate the opportunity to share what I've learned with your listeners. Oh yeah, well th these people are very interested in natural cancer healing. Uh, our listeners mostly are either cancer patients or people who are related to them, loved ones and so on. And uh, the type of information you've gathered here is exactly what many of them are looking for. And uh, you've done a wonderful job, I think, of taking the interviews that you did with these 15 doctors and uh, putting them in a form that's quite readable. I enjoyed reading the book about, uh, I finished it about two weeks ago actually, and uh, I've been very impressed with it. I've been re recommending it to people ever since. Tell us how you selected the, uh, the doctors that you interviewed. Did you interview more than the 15 that are in the book? Well, yes, well, actually I did. Uh, what my publisher and I did when we decided we wanted to do this book is we began to research a lot of different doctors who were using integrative and natural um, medicine to treat cancer. And so actually to be, we uh, studied a lot of websites and we interviewed more than just the 15 doctors in this book. I, believe, I think I did short interviews with about 50 doctors. Oh, really? Yeah, and from those 50, we narrowed it down to uh, the 15 that we believed were having the best success at treating late-stage cancers with natural and integrative medicine. I see. So that was quite, so that in itself was a process that, that took a little while. And then once we did that, I interviewed each of the doctors featured in the book for anywhere from an hour and a half to three hours and then transcribed their interviews. And after that, rewrote the interviews so that they would read like a book instead of a conversation with a lot of, you know, extraneous words. And and so that was the process that we went through. But we really just wanted to find doctors who were having good success at, at treating cancer. And by that, doctors who are able to either put late-stage cancers into remission or enable patients to live for many yeah. years with the tumor in their body. Sure, well, you've certainly done that. I mean, I'll mention a few of the names that you have in here. Uh, Dr. Stanislav Berzinski in, 
from uh, Houston is one, of course, Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez from New York. Uh, both of these are MDs. In fact, 11 of the 15 doctors that you've interviewed here are MDs, are, are formally trained doctors who've broken out of that mold yeah. and uh, become holistic physicians, which uh, I always admire somebody who's been uh, that route. Uh, of the other four, uh, one is a DO, doctor of osteopathy, and the other three are, are naturopathic uh, medical doctors. And I know a couple of them, and they are very, very competent people. Uh, but you, you've narrowed it down to a good list of, of healers here, and people who have success uh, with what they do, which is super important, because there are a lot of options for dealing with cancer, as you know. Uh, Tell us, if you would, uh, which, if any, I mean, I, you don't want to, I know, pick the, the favorite one here, but which of the doctors impressed you the most with their success rate? Well, that's an interesting question because there are actually several that I really appreciated, but um, I think Dr. Gonzalez is, he's a, he's a very impressive physician. He has about an 80% success rate at treating late-stage cancers of all types if you take them all together. And by success, I mean he's able to get his late-stage cancer patients, uh, if not into remission, he's able to um, make it so that they can live for years with with a tumor in their bodies. And some people, they, they, they believe that tumor eradication should be the goal, but in reality, you can't always eradicate tumors in people that have late-stage cancers, but they can live normal productive, healthy lives, and so his approach really impressed me, and also Robert Zee in Arizona, he has a real love for his patients, and he works on multiple levels to get to effectively treat his patients with holistic therapies. Um, now, I, I yeah, his, his name is spelled Z-I-E-V-E, -E, I believe, is it not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in uh, Prescott or somewhere in Arizona. It, Right, yeah, he's in Prescott, and he's just got many years of experience with holistic medicine, and he does also use low-dose pharmaceutical substances in, for instance, IPT, insulin potentiation therapy, right. a type of low-dose chemotherapy that's found to be really effective and doesn't cause side effects like the full-dose chemotherapy does. Yeah, I, I've written up uh, IPT in my book and, and described it, and I think most of the people listening here are probably probably somewhat familiar with that. Uh, several of these doctors I noticed use that. Uh, I have no real objection to that. I, I do admire Dr. Gonzalez as you do. Uh, the only complaint I've heard about him at all is that he tends to cherry-pick his patients somewhat in the sense that when someone is really advanced with uh, a lot of chemo radiation and so on at the stage 4 level, he may or may not take them on as a patient. And, you know, basically what he's trying to do is is uh, keep his success rate, you know, looking decent, but and and prove to people that they need to uh, pay more attention to this type of therapy, and I admire him for that because he does a very very uh, thorough job of, of dealing with people's uh, eating habits. Uh, he has about ten different types of diets that he uses, and of course he uses the, the uh, enzymes, uh, pancreatic enzymes, and others. Uh, a very, very competent doctor. I admire him. Uh, I, I think uh, your travels to Europe uh, prove that there are some doctors over there. 
who uh, do healing. How did those clinics compare with those in the United States, would you think? Were they more, more lenient about it? There are certain states in the United States, I'm sure, that are more lenient than others. Is that true? Yes. Well, in general, overseas, there are, doctors don't have as many restrictions as to what they can use to treat their patients. Uh, for instance, Dr. Anderson in Denmark, I know that he has rice machines in his office, and he allows patients to come in and use those. And rice machines are basically illegal in the U.S. Yeah. Um, but they also tend to use a lot more holistic therapies, I think, um, exclusively, whereas in the U.S., you tend to see, I think, more doctors, at least the MDs, using low-dose chemotherapy as part of the protocols. Uh, Dr. Anderson, for instance, uses a lot of hyperthermia, um, thymus therapy, things that boost the immune system. And that's an important part of healing, as you know, getting the immune system to fight the cancer rather than trying to rely on a substance to do the job. Oh, absolutely. It's almost essential. You have to restore it to at least some something close to a normal uh, level in order to get over cancer and of course you don't get it if you if you have a strong immune system you have to have a weak one for it to happen in the first place but yeah the hyperthermia is used quite a bit in germany and and other european clinics uh, and some in mexico and so on but uh, rarely used here i'm not sure why why not frankly i guess it's uh, some kind of restriction but there are certain states, I noticed you had uh, three of your your U.S. healers that were in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, that's probably not a coincidence. I think they're a little bit more lenient than other states. Yeah. And, and also, nature paths are recognized. They have more rights in certain states. Um, they can prescribe medicine, for instance, I believe in Arizona, as they can in Washington State. And so you tend to find a lot of the natural healers off on in the West Coast, and it might be a cultural thing as well, you know. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure there's some of that. Yeah, yeah, people in California and Colorado, but there are a lot of uh, healers in Arizona for sure. And yeah, California's gotten a, California's gotten a little bit more lenient in the last two or three years. Uh, you know, they used to run people out of the state uh, some years ago if they were doing anything but the standard of care, so-called. Uh, for cancer, which of course is chemo, radiation, surgery, and so on. Uh, I was very interested in the forward. By the way, folks, uh, there is a website where you can look up this book that has a lot of information on it, including a complete uh, uh, sample chapter that you can read. So out of the 15 chapters, there's one whole one on the website that you can read for free. And there are a lot of excerpts there uh, from the book that are quite interesting. Uh, quotes from these doctors that uh, that Connie has extracted and put on the website for you. Lots of information there. Uh, here's how to get there, to look at the, the website, evaluate this book, and see if you want to buy it. I'm going to give you uh, a uh, website which I've kind of reduced down using a, a technology called Tiny URL, so it'll sound a little strange, but this is a shortened version of the of the long website that you'd need to get to this book. So jot this down. The website is tinyurl, I'll spell that, T-I-N-Y-U-R-L dot com, and then a forward slash, the number three, the lowercase letter V as in Victor, another number three, lowercase D as in dog, U as in union, and S as in Sam, the number five. 
I'll repeat that again, tinyurl.com forward slash 3v3dus5. That's the website. If you use that, you'll get right to the page that describes this book and has a lot of information. Now, as a, an additional teaser, I want to read you something uh, from the foreword to this by uh, an MD named Dr. Richard Lynchitz uh, from New York. Very interesting uh, introduction that he made about his experience with uh, conventional treatment for a while in his early medical uh, experience and then waking up and learning that this didn't work in most cases, including his own. He's had his own experience with cancer. But he's describing in this uh, foreword the doctors in this book. And I thought this was quite interesting and I want to share it with you. He says, as I read Defeat Cancer, I was struck by the fact that all of the doctors demonstrated incredible courage to face disapproval and sometimes outright attacks from mainstream medicine. He says, try to imagine what could motivate an intelligent, well-trained doctor who could have easily succeeded in a conventional practice to step outside of the mainstream medicine and face criticism and even sanctions on his work in order to pursue a different path. What motivated him and the other doctors in this book is a passion for truth. Yeah, Dr. Lynchitz is talking about his fellow doctors in this book and he knows several of these people and he said that they are very brave, wonderful people for doing this type of, of research and treatment the way they do. And believe me, all of these doctors, uh, except for maybe one exception, uh, Dr. Keith Scott Mumby, I know, does not run a clinic per se, uh, and he's a friend of mine, but he's in the book. Uh, but the other doctors actually have clinic, clinical operations that uh, you can explore and uh, look them up on the internet and so on. But these descriptions that Connie has done in this book are very, very revealing about how these people work and how successful their work is. As far as I can tell, Connie, of, of reading all these uh, interviews that if you've, you've put into prose here, that's very easy to read, uh, about the only one that I could really disagree with at all as far as his approach was Dr. Brzezinski. And this is a famous name. Uh, some of the people listening to this show have probably seen Brzezinski the movie, which has been circulating around the internet for about the last month or two. Uh, which is a, a long two-hour documentary on Dr. Brzezinski's experience getting harassed by the FDA and, and uh, all kinds of government agencies and state medical boards and so on. Uh, Dr. Brzezinski is a wonderfully uh, courageous individual to have gone through literally about 14 years of harassment like that. The only thing I don't agree with as far as his approach is that he tends to rely for his treatment of cancer on one substance that he's researched and discovered uh, works for some cancers. It's called antineoplastins. And it, it uh, is modifying the genetics of the, of the genes in the, in the cancer cells specifically. And, uh, you know, it works uh, in some cases. It's had success with uh, brain tumors for children in many cases. And uh, I, I certainly admire him for that. What I, I didn't like about his approach is that it doesn't have an adequate amount of advice on changing lifestyle, changing eating habits, supplement taking, and so on, and also addressing the major causes I've found that cause people to get cancer, which one of which, of course, is diet, 
But the others are things like dental toxins and emotional issues. Some of the doctors in here, Connie, do mention those uh, as causes and they, they do consider them. Did you find the dental toxin issue coming up at all? Yes, there, in fact, there were several doctors that discussed that issue. And, and in my interviews with all of them, I, I did attempt to ask what I wanted to get in these interviews was more than just what are the treatments that you need get rid of cancer but what do you need to do to be well what are the I wanted insights that that went into as you mentioned the diet uh, lifestyle aspects of healing all the things that influence cancer and that dental infections are one of those for sure um, as are getting rid of toxins in the body um, having a sugar-free diet and there's more to that and Dr. Brzezinski of course uh, did not go into those aspects as much I believe that his antineoplasm approach is pretty successful, but I, I agree with you in that we do need to have a comprehensive approach to healing because healing from cancer isn't just about getting rid of cancer cells, it's about addressing all of the dysfunction in the body that contributes to the body's breakdown and which allows the cancer to get a foothold. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself, Connie. That's a great, uh, a great summary. Tell us, uh, tell our folks a little bit about your own experience with Lyme. Uh, when did that start? Yes, I became really sick with Lyme disease in 2004 in September, and it took me a year to get diagnosed. I went to 14 doctors before one found what was going on, but I quickly learned that just taking an herb or an antibiotic for Lyme disease wasn't going to cure me. Like cancer, it's a systemic problem. Right, So okay. what I had to do to heal was to learn about all the things that I needed to change in my diet, my lifestyle, uh, what I needed to change as far as um, just imbalances and toxin levels in my body because toxins contribute greatly to disease. Absolutely. And, and that approach I found, I found that this, that common to most chronic illnesses is just the fact that there are multiple problems in the body and you've got to get to address all of those problems if you want to heal. And so... Uh, because when, once I really understood that, I began to get better. But to this day, I really take care of myself because I don't want to get sick again. And yeah. Did, did you go to a clinic at all, or did you heal yourself? Well, I spent the first few years just trying to treat myself, but I realized after a while that seeing a doctor was useful because the doctor could test me for things. And my, but my doctor, that, that was most, the doctor that was most successful with me, uses a system of testing called autonomic response testing, which is a form of muscle testing that enables the, uh, the practitioner to discern exactly what the body needs at any particular moment. Oh yeah, I know several holistic physicians that use that uh, a lot, you know, for diagnosis and for, you know, essentially trying to figure out what medication or what supplement or whatever works the best for the per person involved. Interesting, yeah, interesting procedure. Well, your one of your Lyme books, I guess it was the second one, became uh, very, very popular. Tell us about that. Yes, my second Lyme book is called Insights into Lyme Disease Treatment. Thirteen Lyme Literate Practitioners Share Their Healing Strategies. And this is also a doctor interview book, and what I did for that book was I interviewed uh, 13 doctors who are having success at treating a chronic illness involving Lyme disease. And that book has become a bestseller simply because I believe that the other books that, there weren't that many books out there on 
Lyme disease treatments when this one was released. There were, I think there were only one or two doctor interview books, or excuse me, doc books that were written by doctors. And, and so um, this one was successful because Lyme disease is very complicated, just like cancer. Oh, it is, so yeah. It's, it's really difficult to, to yeah, as I understand it, it's difficult to diagnose. I'm not an expert at all on Lyme, but I understand the symptoms of it are common to lots of other conditions, you know, so it's really yeah. hard to nail it down. Yeah, it's very complicated, and so I, I believe that providing the insights into diagnosis and treatment would help a lot of people, and that seems to be the case, that it's been, it's been really successful. Yeah, well, obviously you perfected this procedure with that exercise about how to interview successfully and do all the editing that's required to to turn that interview into what's in this book, which is a, a wonderful, uh, really a prose chapter for each doctor where they essentially go through the same type of, of uh, consideration of each of the things that you've asked them because of obviously you, you did the interview with them. And by the way, the questions for that interview are at that website I gave you folks. If you want to read uh, the type of questions that she, Connie asked these doctors, they're all listed there. Now that website is very useful, by the way, to get a good idea of what this book is before you, you spend uh, the money to buy it. But I think most of you, once you read uh, these uh, excerpts and chapter and so on there, you'll want to have this whole thing because it's really a wonderful, wonderful resource. Uh, let me give you again the website uh, to find this book at. It's uh, one of these tiny URLs. So it has fewer characters in it than the original one, and it's easier to jot down. So it's tiny, T-I-N-Y, U-R-L, dot com, and a forward slash, the number three, the letter V as in Victor, and lowercase, a number three again, the letter D as in dog, U as in union, S as in Sam, the number five. So it goes tinyurl.com forward slash 3v3dus5. And the letters are in lowercase, which is important in this case. Well, I'll tell you, Connie, this is going to be, I think, a wonderfully helpful resource for a lot of people who are considering cancer treatment. And uh, unfortunately, the, the uh, description of what various clinics do and the comparison of them and so on is very very hard to find and that's why I found this book so useful because here under one cover you not only have the 15 doctors and their clinics but you have narrowed this down from a much larger list uh, that you visited. How many was it all together? There were 15, oh, you mean before? The number of clinics yeah. before you narrowed this down. Oh, there, were, there were about 50 that were interested in interviewing. About 50, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah so there are lots of clinics, uh, many, of course, in Europe and, and Mexico and so on. You do have one of them is in Mexico, and, and a couple are in Europe in here. Uh, and uh, let's see, one is, is in, uh, let's see, where are the five yeah, countries? Yeah, sure. So, ten of them are in the U.S., one is in England, one is in Denmark, another is in Germany, and the other is in Mexico. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And the rest of them are in the United States. Are so, in the United States. Yeah, so there's quite a few options here about uh, where you might want to go. And believe me, some of these people in this book, when I read it, I said to, to myself, I could not have said it better, frankly, than the way these doctors talk. They've all, almost all these doctors, have had 
clinical experience as uh, practicing physicians in the conventional treatment world and have reformed themselves, as I, as I consider anyway a form of reform, <laughs> to get out of that mold and do something a, a lot more uh, successful and a lot more uh, human, humane and holistic healing in general, I think is much more compassionate and humane uh, than trying to, to get uh, poison into people's veins and heal them that way. It just doesn't work, unfortunately. Well, uh, Connie, I really appreciate what you've done here, and I want people to, to read this. Uh, any other uh, suggestions you have to people uh, that they might want to get from this book? Well, yeah, Bill, thanks. I, uh, I just would say that this is a really useful book because in reading the therapies of 15 different doctors, readers can compare and contrast the different therapies, and I find that by being able to compare a lot of therapies, you can come to consensus about what might work best for you. And, you know, because each doctor has a unique approach, but there are certain things that, that you see in common among the chapters, for instance, Vitamin, intravenous vitamin C is a therapy that almost all doctors agree is, is very helpful for treating cancer. Right. And, and all the doctors advocate a holistic, individualized approach. In other words, there's no one-size-fits-all treatment for everybody. And because the doctors all believe that each treatment needs to be tailored to the individual, I think that's an important aspect of, of the book, of each of the doctors' approaches. But, Again, it's just really useful because there are a lot of different therapies in here, um, and readers can have, there's a wide variety of treatments to choose from and approaches, and I think readers will just get really good insights from um, also just reading about factors that affect healing, and because that's an important topic that I don't think other cancer treatment books go into. Yeah, I agree. I think you've done a great job of covering a lot of subjects, including uh, how, how the... Uh, relatives should relate to the cancer patient, which is an important item, I think. You, each doctor talks about that, and it's, it's an important thing. And by the way, folks, the biographies of, and the pictures of each of these doctors is at that website I gave you, the tiny URL website. So go take a look at this. I think you'll find it very, very interesting and, of course, a very uh, worthwhile and uh, bargain price book, really, for this type of, of research that Connie's done. Well, thank you so much, Connie. It's been great talking to you and, uh, and getting to know you, and, and I admire you for the work you've done in this book. It's going to be a wonderful resource for lots of people. Well, thank you, Bill. Thanks for having me, and, and I agree with you, and I, just, I welcome any feedback that, uh, that your listeners may have. Um, I, want, I, I try to answer personal emails, so if anyone wants to email me at Connie9824 at AOL.com, that's my personal email address. And, I just try to help out people in any way that I can, but it's been a real pleasure. Yeah, well, thank you, Connie. You might want to repeat that email address again to get, give yeah. people a chance to write it down. Yeah, sure. It's Connie, my name is spelled C-O-N-N-I-E, 984 at AOL.com. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, Connie, and, uh, and I, I appreciate what you've done here, and I hope everybody else does, too, because they really need to read this, and uh, I'm sure a lot of them will. So, thank you very much. We'll talk to you again soon. Yes, it sounds good. Thanks. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to How to Live Cancer-Free with Bill Henderson.